Welcome back to Podcast 91 of 2022. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. Follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us, The Oddsbreakers, and follow us on social media slash The Oddsbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Shot Quality Bets. For a different perspective in betting college basketball, please visit Shot Quality Bets. Use the promo code ODDS23 for 20% off. Terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to support the Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theozbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any of our winning handicappers, including myself, to get their premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patron.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks, telegram, and newsletter subscriber. All right, Christmas week is over, my friends. I hope you all had a great time with family and friends. It was a good Christmas weekend for me. Sports betting wise, Sunday was amazing. Went five and oh, I believe five or six and oh. Two teasers had to finish my uh, San Francisco with the Rams and my Saints with the Rams. Teasers was a great week with teasers uh, four and oh. Uh, as I said earlier last week, I said this is going to be a great week for teasers. I named off all the teaser legs. That looked good, and I think every single one of the ones I named off actually hit. So uh, hopefully you uh, jumped on board some teasers yourself. It was just such an easy and obvious week to do them through the key numbers. Uh, that was probably the thing that really made my weekend was teasers because some of the college bowl games didn't go my way. Uh, some kind of did. I'm still doing well in college bowls. I believe I'm probably 9 four and one or something like that so have a couple pending and the nfl from a side and tolls perspective wasn't as good the teasers were the things that made it a nice and profitable weekend also the free picks newsletter hit again i can't even remember the last time this newsletter did not hit for the nfl so i'm hoping you're getting them right away as we send them on the telegram app or at least from the emails sent out from the Ozbreakers.com, but been very, very fortunate to uh, be able to give a lot of people some winners throughout the whole NFL and college football season. But as we know, college basketball is coming on full force while college football is dwindling off and the NFL getting into fewer games very shortly when it comes into playoff mode. So this podcast will air on Tuesdays just through the NFL season to do a quick recap. It's going to be shorter without the misleading final scores and some of the stuff we'll go over in college football. But it's going to also air on Friday mornings instead of Thursday mornings because we are going to get into college basketball full force. So that's going to start uh, right in the first week of January. We're going to have our podcast on Tuesday, and then the next one's going to have our guest going over the big games for the weekend for college basketball starting uh, January 5th, I believe. Uh, that's a Thursday, so it would be actually on January 6th. We'll be recording on Thursdays, and the main podcast for the weekend will be coming out on the 6th. And that podcast is also going to have my NFL information as well. As far as recapping the weekend, a few things didn't go my way. 
uh, for college, uh, was able to nail Eastern Michigan and Liberty, which was great, on the 20th. Uh, the 21st last week on Wednesday, I lost on South Alabama. Wasn't super happy about that. Had uh, had South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. Some money came in on Western Kentucky, which made me scratch my head, but it ended up being the correct side. South Alabama, which just was not motivated at all. And then a ugly game, Baylor versus Air Force in the cold <laughs> for the Armed Forces Bowl. It was really cold, too. I think it was in the teens really uh, disappointed me. Both Brad Powers and I liked Baylor even up to six and a half, and that thing closed down all the way to three and a half. A bunch of money came in on Air Force, and I'll tell you, Air Force was certainly the right side. I lost that one. Uh, Very disappointed in Baylor not showing up for that game. Houston versus Louisiana. I have a personal play on Houston. I didn't want to give it out, and then it got to seven, and I decided to give it out at a bad number, and I ended up losing. Uh, or sorry, pushing on that one. But to be completely honest with you, I thought Louisiana outplayed them. And it was probably a bad beat for Louisiana betters because I would have assumed the way that game finished, it wouldn't have been a touchdown for Houston to go ahead. They would have ended up kicking the field goal. But instead, they got the full seven points there to uh, push that bet. And that thing closed all the way down to five and a half. A lot of Louisiana money came in. And uh, whoever got it at six and a half, or worse, was a loser on that one. So uh, numbers do matter, my friends. Uh, Wake Forest, Missouri, I lean Wake Forest and uh, just didn't get to the window. It was one of those where didn't completely trust them, but Sam Hartman had a good game, three touchdowns, 23 for 36, 280 yards. He finally had a great game. I did not like the way Wake Forest finished their season, so I don't really regret not betting it. It's one of those games where I thought that maybe Missouri's backups could have a good game. I know they're missing a few guys themselves, but, uh, you know, Drinkowitz just couldn't get it done with that team, and uh, Clawson was able to get it done with his boys. So credit to the ACC for their big SEC win in this bowl game. Uh, Middle Tennessee State versus San Diego State. This was a very big disappointment because I had San Diego State in my college bowl pick them, and I think a lot of other people did. Little money came in on Middle Tennessee State, getting this down to six, six and a half ish area from seven. And I wanted to bet the Middle Tennessee State team total under, but it was at 21. If it was at 21 and a half, I would have bet that under and I would have lost because uh, Middle Tennessee State outscored San Diego State nine to six at the end to win 25 to 23. So just one of those uh, crazy ending games. I was very disappointed with San Diego State. I thought that the Mountain West. Should have been the better, you know, showing, especially how they play every single year or every other year in in Hawaii. It should be just second coming for them to go and do it. But instead, I guess they enjoyed themselves maybe a little too much. I know Brady Hoke took the kids out early to Hawaii, uh, probably for those reasons. Apparently, they weren't in winning mode and Middle Tennessee State was. So big credit to the Blue Raiders. Moving on to... The NFL. I had my share of bad beats this week, even though I was profitable thanks to the teasers. It could have been better. Um, starting out with the Jaguars Jets, I really didn't want to be betting the Jets with Zach Wilson playing. And I lean the Jaguars, couldn't quite get there, but my Trevor Lawrence uh, rushing total over uh, 
was the 13.5 hit in the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, basically, Lawrence had like uh, 70 some yards rushing, I believe. And it was 51 yards. Sorry, seven for 51. Easy winner for that. Sometimes if you don't like a side for a few reasons, you can find something fun in the prop market to help you. But I did lean Jacksonville in that game just because Zach Wilson is a bad uh, quarterback. Nine for 18, one interception, uh, sacked a bunch of times, three times for 21 yards. His QBR was 5.1. Just an awful performance. And uh, White's going to be coming back this week. Uh, to take over for the Jets, hopefully to possibly even win the win out and possibly get in the playoffs. So they really need some help as well because now Jacksonville, if they lose to the Titans, have the uh, wild card over the New York Jets. There's a lot of sharp action on them, on the Jets too, that lost. Bills versus Bears. That was one of the winners we got. Uh, I bet the Bills at minus eight and a half. I thought it could go down to seven, seven and a half. It was eight and eight and a half in most books. So as soon as I saw Jack Sanborn get injured, I'm like, how the hell is this not going to be a blowout? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It was almost not a blowout. I mean, it was only, it was Bears 10 to six at the half. So it's, I mean, Josh Allen was trying to give the game away. You know, it's just one of those situations where you're like, dude, what are you doing? You're about to score and you throw an interception. I mean, Josh Allen had two interceptions that game. They were ugly ones. But finally, the second half, they got it together and just pounded the piss poor Bears defense. And Justin Fields was actually okay. 15 for 23, 119 yards and one touchdown. I mean, yeah, it was freezing outside, right? So I don't expect a, a massive game out of Fields. Personally, as a Bears fan, I would like to see them rest Fields the rest of the game so he's healthy for next year. I care more about health than winning games. Health and draft picks trump winning games where you're not going to make the playoffs. I've always said that. I always stand by that. But, um, you know, at the same time, I, I, I'm surprised that the Bills finally didn't choke one of my bets away as they had against the Packers, uh, the Vikings, and a few other times this year when they've had massive leads and blown them away. The Saints, I almost got to the window with them. I had them in multiple teaser legs. I knew the Browns were fraudulent, and people were giving out stupid information saying the Browns are used to windy days. I was like, how the hell is that possible when they have a quarterback that's brand new to the team, only has played a couple games this year? And uh, we played in Houston. You know, they, they're not used to this weather when your quarterback is. Sorry. And uh, the Saints ended up winning that game anyway without Olave and without uh, Landry. I was like, are you serious? No no, no receivers for this team. You have to remember Michael Thomas went out a long time ago with, for the season. And uh, I, I thought to myself, well, they should do enough on the ground against the Browns because they actually stopped the run decently and they do run the ball well. And uh, lo and behold, they beat him on the ground. I, I didn't think they would beat Nick Chubb in them, but I did know the Browns' uh, rush EPA was bad. But being at two and a half most of the week, I just couldn't get to the window with them. Uh, being with it's Andy Dalton, and I didn't trust their new coach, who's also blown some games in Allen himself. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to bet on an Andy Dalton team under three points. You know, you got to give me more points than that. Uh, if uh, if if you're gonna be have me back them straight up ATS, but uh, on the teaser it was a no brainer. I'm glad it got to the window, and I'm glad it uh, covered for all the people that took that that teaser leg. Uh, Chiefs Seahawks. This was a tough tough beat for me. Uh, the reason 
I say that is because there is multiple times that the Seahawks could have kicked field goals and remained in that game. If you remember, it was 17 for a long time for this Chiefs. They only scored towards the end or the middle of the fourth quarter to make it 24. And multiple times, the Seahawks being down 17 to three could have made it 17 to six and 17 to nine. Instead, they're going for it like on fourth and seven on stupid situations. This is total Pete Carroll idiocy and uh, completely screwed me up to get that cover there. It was plus 10. I thought it was the right side. Um, Mahomes got that really awesome touchdown where he dove and used his hand as a pivot and was able to still touch the uh, the end zone pylon right there. So that was an awesome play. But, you know, the Seattle backdoored to get to 10, but not didn't backdoor the cover. They almost did, but ended up screwing up late. It, it was just a game that I thought if it was played out a bunch of different ways, the Seattle covers that 10 more often than not. Um, Vikings, Giants, oh, man, do the Vikings ever win these close games? Just absolutely blows my mind how that always is. Giants played tough, and they did their best, and Zaquan Barkley had an amazing game himself, caught a bunch of passes too. But, um, you know, the Vikings, just like I said, they can't seem to hold a lead. Uh, Bengals-Patriots, this game was very interesting, and, man, there's some idiots out there on Twitter. I I made a point that said the Patriots at the end blows the cover for most people that had plus four, plus three and a half. I had, thank God, plus four and was able to push. But... um, that Ramondre Stevenson fumble, that was completely, should have been called stop forward motion. I mean, he got driven back three to five yards. I think I said seven. I was wrong. I rewatched it was about three to five yards. He got driven back. And uh, by the time he fumbled the ball, the, the whistles should have came in a long time before that. But you did have Rolstad uh, ref in that game, and he is a big ATS away official. And that's why. I was very hesitant to use them and not buy back, but being at the four and that thing closed at about three, three and a half, just didn't have enough room to to buy back. My number was one and a half to two. I mean, you have to admit that the Bengals did miss an extra point, but I mean, my comment was based on the end of the game. The box score says the Bengals should have won by 10 to 14 points. I have no disagreement with that. You know, if the Patriots covered that, it probably would have been a bad beat on Bengals betters. But I was just talking about the very end, how it's like you're going to finally get a good treat and get a one you don't deserve, which mostly it's the opposite. And all of a sudden, well, the Bengals missed the extra point. And Ramondre Stevenson gets a garbage call fumble when it should have been stop forward motion. So I will say that I missed a good treat, but the Bengals was the right side in this game for the full duration. Lions versus Panthers. Man, did the Panthers just ever run all over this team? Deontay Foreman, it's 165 yards, one touchdown. He was one of my fantasy football trending up players this week. I was really happy to see him do really well. But, you know, this was another one where I decided to tease the Panthers. Uh, I think I paired them with the Raiders. And... Instead of uh, betting the Panthers, it was two and a half-ish. I knew they were the right side. Just couldn't trust Sam Darnold so much. I, I, I don't regret not betting them, just like the Saints, because of Sam Darnold. Glad I teased them, even though they won easily 37-23. to 23. Ravens-Falcons, this is a bet I lost. I took the first half on the Falcons there. 
at uh, plus six and a half, but they choked that away very easily because when the score was six to three, they were in scoring position and they ended up uh, fumbling the ball and gave it right to the Ravens. And uh, lo and behold, the Raider, the Ravens get a touchdown on the other end of that. That was a nasty beat, in my opinion, for the Falcons just because the location of that turnover and the time it happened. I kind of still think the Falcons probably should have been the right side in this game. They couldn't get over a field goal. It's three field goals. But um, the Ravens don't look that good with Huntley right now. They they really don't, and uh, they need Lamar quick. And even with Lamar, this Ravens team, there's something wrong with them. I just, I can't put my hand on it. I, I think they're not really a 10-5 and five team. I think they're more of like an 8-7 and seven team in my eyes. Maybe, maybe a maybe a 9 and 6, okay? But they had the easy schedule. I thought they'd win their division, but it's looking more and more like the Bengals are going to win their division, especially if they beat the Bills next week on the best game in Monday Night Football. Texans Titans can't believe the Titans lost to this Texans team. It's just absolutely unreal. This loss actually puts the Bears in contention for first pick. If the Bears lose out and the Texans win out, the Bears will get the first pick of the draft. I think that'd be very interesting. Uh, kind of embarrassing for the Bears. I mean, they want an edge rusher. I think they should trade like two spots down and just cash in and then grab an edge rusher anyway. Hopefully they're in that, they're in that position. You know, some, maybe a bunch of people be fighting over Bryce Young. I don't know. Washington needs a quarterback. Apparently uh, t- uh, the Titans might need a quarterback. The Texans definitely need a quarterback. Um I don't think Willie Willis looks like the answer for the Titans, right? That's why I threw their name out there. But there's definitely some teams that could use a quarterback. The Saints need a quarterback. Um, I, I, I Is Mike White the guy at the Jets? Zach Wilson isn't. The Colts need a quarterback. There's quite a few teams that uh, the Bears can negotiate with. Commanders versus Niners. Jerome Boger this game. I was happy to tease the Niners down to minus one. Um, they won pretty comfortably. Uh, Heineke just couldn't get it done. And Wentz came in and did something. They got like a garbage time touchdown to get up to 20. And, and Wentz actually went 12 for 16. Wow, it just looked a lot different when uh, you don't have uh, a bunch of pressure, do you, Wentz? But either way, uh, the Niners were, were able to score a bunch of points. And man, does Brock Purdy, the last pick, Mr. Insignificant, look pretty good so far this year. <sighs> Raiders Steelers man four down territory got the Raiders they got lazy they're up 10 to 3 the whole game then the Steelers get the field goal in the fourth quarter the Raiders sit on it not being aggressive Raiders are playing Franco Harris their guy with the immaculate reception just passes away they had every reason to backdoor that thing and I had plus three in the Raiders. I'm sure there's a lot of worse uh, numbers out there, so that ended up being a push for me. But um, I was happy as hell to tease the Raiders. I just don't think the Steelers are that good either. But they seem to be playing on pure momentum. And, uh, man, very good chance they could win out and prove that Mike Tomlin just never goes below 500. Too bad they haven't been effective in the playoffs for umpteen years uh, right now. The Packers versus the Dolphins, obviously, massive choke job for the Dolphins. 
Mike McDaniel got massively outcoached by Matt LaFleur here. It was just stupid the amount of times he's throwing the ball. And it just caught up to them in the second half. And lots of picks, just an ugly finish. And, man, so much money came in on the over in this game. It got up all the way up to 50, 50 and a half. Then it kind of creeped down a little bit to 49 and a half, people trying to middle. That was a smart decision because this thing finished at 46. There's no middling available. This thing went under even the initial total. So, man, awful, awful, ugly game for Mike McDaniel there. Um, Broncos, Rams. Ugh, I have something to talk about in this segment. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett getting fired. Just a despicable performance by the Broncos. And I got to tell you, and I tweeted this out, Baker Mayfield, this is the first time that he's had a good coach. I mean, look at it. Cleveland, he hasn't had a good coach. Stefanski, you know? I mean, seriously, no good coach he has ever had. Matt Rule got fired. He's finally got a good coach, and, man, he's looking pretty good with a bunch of backups. You know, no Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson. This is kind of what he needed. Look what he's doing. Man, He, I, I'm excited for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Bucks Cardinals. I think I fell asleep in the second half. It was Christmas. I was full of ham and uh, rolls and, and pecan pie. Ate my fill. <laughs> had some wine. Had some beers. And I was toast, man. But I, I woke up, of course, off the couch to check the score, and I saw it was an overtime, sixteen to sixteen. I was like, yeah. I, that was one of my latest uh, plays. It was a small play just for a star on the on the Cardinals, but I was like, how the hell are the Cardinals going to lose at home on Christmas? And the Rams and the Cardinals, both big dogs, covered on Christmas Day. The good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. And there is plenty of it. We're going to start out with the good. Middle Tennessee State. Going all the way to Hawaii when able to cover this game and win for their fans. What a great win for Stockstill and the kids there. Uh, I give them credit. I think that's good for college football. Conference USA stepping up a little bit like that. Uh, Another good, Nathaniel Hackett fired at Denver. He's only the fifth coach to be hired and fired during the first season before it's ever finished. Obviously, Urban Meyer, the one before him. Man, has he been an absolute train wreck throughout the year. Uh, Another good, teasers. Teaser legs. Like I said, the long teasers, not the stupid ones like taking minus three to plus three or minus two to plus four, anything stupid like that, you deserve to lose. Uh, Taking those nice long teasers through the key numbers, the plus one and a half to two and a half, the minus sevens to minus eight and a halfs, those were absolutely great this this year. And uh, now I am 10, five, and one in refuse to lose teasers. We've never had a season where we've lost teasers. Maybe we should just max our unit size and only play refuse to lose teasers every week. <laughs> Almost feels like that, but yeah, what's the fun in that? Uh, Vikings, how do they keep winning these one-score games? They're 11-0, defying the odds in one-score games. Wouldn't it suck for Vikings just for this to catch up to them in the playoffs and they lose to like a, a game-winning field goal to like 
the Cowboys or, or maybe somebody like the Packers, even if the Packers get in. That would be absolutely brutal for them. Uh, speaking of the Packers, uh, their fans are certainly happy. This was pretty improbable. They only had a 3% chance to make the playoffs a couple weeks ago. Well, now they have a 37% chance, and they are seriously in the hunt with some of these other teams losing, like the Giants, like the like the Washington football team, or Commanders. You know, they, they now are legitimately have a great chance. They're favored against the Vikings this week. And I think they have the, the Lions for their final game. Um... I'm going to look at this Packers schedule, which the Lions are still in the hunt, but but them losing actually uh, hurt them a little bit. Yeah, the Packers have the Lions at home the final week. So, man, they're, they're really in line to make the playoffs. It sucks to for his Bears fan, but it is what it is. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, he's good, man. Uh, he wins and wins and keeps on winning, and it shows, and... Now he's going to have the biggest non-playoff game of his career against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, even if they lose that game, they can still beat the Ravens the final game and uh, win the division and be the number two seed anyway, I suppose. So um, most likely that's going to happen if they lose to the Bills. I I think they have a good shot to beat the Bills. The Bills have been leaking oil a little bit themselves and... uh, Bengals are going to get up for this one. I think I'm excited for this game. This is going to be the best game of the weekend for sure. I think the Lions are out for it, and the Bills are minus one at Cincinnati. No reason to rush into this one. Now for the bad. Tua's Christmas presents that he's given out to the Packers the whole second half. Three interceptions on Sunday just dishing out stocking stuffers, just dishing out uh, candy canes and chocolate truffles, eggnog, you name it, man. Tua dished it out on Christmas. That was bad. Uh, Bowling Green, I'm just saying that because I just saw them lose. They were, I had, I had pick them on those jerks, and they went all the way to three and a half, four, they close at, and they lose anyway with my wonderful line value to New Mexico State. So this just happened. I am adding that to the bad. Another bad is the Eagles running backs. I I guess I forgot to mention that game doing my recap. That was the biggest game of the week. But uh, Gardner Minshew played very well. But then Boston Scott fumbles the ball, and Dallas scores. And then at the end, Miles Sanders fumbles the ball, and Dallas gets a field goal. And so Dallas is undeservably up by six points. And... uh, Time just kind of caught up to them, and they ended up losing the game and losing the cover. Eagles running backs blew it for their team. They're up by 10 points in the second half, and they blew it for the cover for us betters. That was probably my biggest loss of the weekend. Uh, Patriots, way just the way they lost that game, very ugly, and like I say, badly coached teams perform bad. They didn't deserve to be in it. Then they missed the extra point to screw up most of the betters out there that didn't have the four. And then all of a sudden, they could have scored at the end, and Ramondre Stevenson fumbles. And it still should have been a whistleblow, in my opinion. But as an experienced running back, you can't trust that. You hold on to the ball until you get down. So that was just bad, the way that they lost that game. The Raiders, the way they lost that game was just bad for them and awfully (laughs) Raider-like, you know. They're just that team that can 
beat anybody and lose to anybody this year. High variance team. And uh, another bad is figuring out these Jags and Titans this week because there's a lot of different scenarios. The Jags could lose and the Titans could uh, win. And the Titans have the Cowboys. They're massive 10-point dogs on a Thursday. But that doesn't change the outcome of the Jags. They, they could still win against the Titans to win the division next week. So you wonder, you know, do you put health above clinching? It, it, it's so interesting. The Niners are in a weird position, too, because there's money coming in on the Raiders where, I mean, if it was me, I don't play Brock Purdy until the playoffs now. I think they can win with their backup Johnson. But it's just a weird situation because, you know, you don't want to get injured. You're, you're probably not going to get the number one seed. The Eagles are favored by seven points. Yet, do you want to, do you care about being ahead of Minnesota? Maybe it's better for you to play in Minnesota rather than in, in like a cold, snowy slash rainy San Francisco. It's just things to think about. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong to either one, but you would think you'd want the second seed of the playoffs. It's just a, a weird week to start figuring stuff out. Now for the ugly. Russell freaking Wilson. He's probably made my ugly before, but that was just absolutely pathetic. Throwing picks, just looking scared out there. His contract is massive, and right now he looks like a complete bust. Now he can blame Nathaniel Hackett, and now Hackett's fired. Now it's next year. He's got to start earning that money, and, it, and there's nothing that the Denver can do because their cap hit is just too massive to cut him. I mean, I think he's got two, two to three years there minimum before they can start taking a hit on it. But that contract is absolutely disgusting, and he signed all the way through 2028, where. The cap is involved. That is just brutal. 2028, he's scheduled to make 50 million bucks. <laughs> 2022, he had it all on um, signing bonuses and roster bonuses, and it's just getting worse and worse. It goes 2 million, 8 million, 17 million, 37 million, 40 million, 44 million, and 50 million. It's just a terrible contract for Denver. Um, Ugly's Baylor's performance against Air Force, and they just didn't want to play in the cold. I thought Dave Aranda was a little bit better of a coach than that, and they stopped a lot of the option plays, but a lot of them got through, and it's just like, Baylor, you're supposed to be the Big 12 champion, and you go out, uh, at least of the year before, right, and you go out and just lose to a Mountain West school that way. It looks pretty sad and pathetic. Um, credit to Air Force. I should have threw them in the good for winning that game. Um, Denver giving up 51 points is kind of tied to Russell Wilson, but the Miami Green Bay total that everybody bet up to 51 points uh, didn't even get there, and all of a sudden the Rams team total gets there. The Rams, the team that looked terrible this year and couldn't put up any points, that is absolutely ugly. Um, gambling Twitter, and Jeff Benson tweeted this out, people complaining about Den Devin Booker's prop because he got hurt four minutes in the game act like you've been there before man i mean props are teeny bit pushed to the under for injuries just like college basketball is kind of teeters to the 
over more based upon overtime that happens 5% of the time. But man, it's just like people are saying that you should be refunded for an injury is absolutely Bush League, my man. I mean, what about all the people that bet the Devin Booker prop under? You know, you ever think about that? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. Glad Jeff Benson shared that absolute ridiculousness. Another ugly of the weekend was ASU losing by 37 points to the Dons. I mean, I love the Dons, don't get me wrong. That's a team that I love being on, San Francisco Dons. And we're getting into college basketball season, but seeing them beat ASU by 37 points was really, really interesting on uh, Saturday. And then finally, the worst ugly, the Titans losing to the 112-1 Texans. Absolutely and utterly pathetic. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. You dig. All right, now it's time for a little NFL misleading final scores from week 16. The Seattle Seahawks outgained the Chiefs 333 to 297, yet lost 24 to 10, a 1-0 turnover ratio. Bad coaching and bad red zone efficiency hurt the quacks. Uh, the Giants outgained the Vikings. 445 to 353 yet lost 27 to 24 two to zero turnover ratio did them in and the eagles outgained the cowboys 442 to 419 yet lost 40 to 34 a nasty four to one turnover ratio did the eagles in in that game so that's all we have for misleading final scores I guess you could say that the Bengals probably should have won by more, but I already mentioned that earlier. NFL Week 17 betting spots. The Cowboys could be a little flat as the Titans uh, versus the Titans after beating the Eagles. Uh, maybe a little bit of a letdown, but you know they're also playing for a home field position as well. The Browns at Washington after being eliminated from the playoffs is tough for them. Any team out of the playoffs is kind of a letdown issue unless they're playing division spoiler. And I'll get into that. Uh, the Jaguars have less of a reason to win versus Houston if the Titans lose to Dallas on Thursday. I suppose even if they beat the Houston Texans, they could still get the wild card with a loss to the Titans. But it's just one of those questions. What are they thinking? Where do you grade health? They could literally beat Houston and lose to the Titans and still not make the wild card too. It's just too many scenarios there with the NFC, with the Packers, with the Washington Commanders, with the Giants, with the Seahawks, all these teams kind of in the mix right now. I think they're going to be motivated, but I don't know how motivated. Um, the Titans might think the same way too because they know that they don't have Tannehill against the Cowboys, most likely, and they need all they need to do is lose this week and beat the Jaguars, and they still win the division. It's just the way it is. You know, they, they're going to get the uh, common opponent push as well as, uh, I think, the conference wins. So the Titans can do that even if they lose just by beating uh, the Jaguars that final week to take them over to get in the playoffs. So remember that when it comes to getting in the playoffs. It has to do with the tiebreakers. Head-to-head -head is number one. It will be one and one for them. Best win-loss percentage within the division 
and then best win-loss percentage in common games, you know, the conferences that they played, and the best one-loss position played within the whole conference itself. So uh, then it goes to strength of victory, strength of schedule, it then gets really hairy, but those usually never even have to factor in. The Titans might take the L. We'll see and uh, get ready for the big game against the Jaguars of the final week. Get up spots. Teams that can play spoiler in their division is a get up for sure. Those teams are Chicago at Detroit. They can play spoiler. Houston versus Jacksonville. They can play spoiler. And Denver at Kansas City can actually kind of spoil them from a uh, better seed in the playoffs. Uh, teams trying to make the playoffs are also get-up spots, so just kind of keep that in mind. doesn't mean they're going to win. doesn't mean they're good and deserve it, but I'm just mentioning that there should be motivation there. Look-ahead spots. The Jags could be looking past the Texans to the Titans in this situation. The Niners could be looking past the Raiders completely to the playoffs. Uh, just you see that line dropping a little bit. And the Titans could, of course, be looking past the Cowboys and be healthy for one last hurrah against the Jags. So that's very possible coming up this week. All right, now it's time for our free NFL Week 17 play. As you know, we've already went over all the bowl games. I'll be doing December 30, 31st, and January 2nd, as well as the playoffs coming up on the podcast once again, coming up later this week. But what we're going to do is take the Vikings. I took them at plus four. They're down to plus three, three and a half. Find a three and a half against the Packers. I mean, the Vikings are 11 and 0 in one score games. Do you really need to know anything else in this situation? Um, the Vikings are a decent team. They're not even a good team, but the Packers aren't a good team either. The Packers are kind of like a, a medium, averagey maybe even a little bit below average team. They're losing to the Dolphins before the Dolphins kind of choked it away themselves. I know the Packers need this game to win the playoffs, but at the same time, the Vikings would love to take this team out of the playoffs because if they don't, it could haunt them in the playoffs if they happen to have to play Aaron Rodgers again. I know how this situation goes. Plus, you know, you have to assume the Eagles are going to win. The Vikings can't get home field. They can still get a game over the Cowboys and the Niners. If the Vikings lose out, they will be the four seed in this playoffs uh, no matter what. So I think there's still going to be some motivation for the Vikings being their only chances against the Niners and the Cowboys are really uh, getting home field against them. Take the Vikings for 2.5 stars at plus 3.5. Kiss. How about can... You know a lot about cyberspace. You, you ever come across anything like time travel? All right, now it's time for a little fantasy football championship week with our guy, D-Nasty. Now it's time for some fantasy football championship week. The last week of the year, we got our buddy D-Nasty back. Dave, how the heck you doing? Oh, good. I can't believe it's already coming to an end already. It's been a great season. I made the Super Bowl, or I'm going to make the Super Bowl in three of my leagues. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, a lot of disappointments, though, on players this week that didn't perform for some people in the playoffs that really killed a lot of people. Uh, Jalen Hurts hurt me in one of my leagues, but thankfully, thankfully I had Tua who 
got enough points for me to put me into the next you round. You could get Minshew. He had like 30-some points. I know. I didn't get him in time, but my backups were still good enough that I was able to squeak out a win and get into the Super Bowl. So uh, I had one of the best teams in that league, though. So, but yeah, a lot of people underperformed this week. Some of the guys bounced back this week for some of you guys, but there still was a lot of disappointing guys that we'll get into this week. Yeah, I won all my leagues, too, this week. It was good. Um, There was a lot of badness, though. Uh, (laughs) We'll go over some of that. Um, You know, anybody playing the tougher teams in the colder weather kind of struggled in many cases a few guys performed in the cold but many didn't so that hurt a lot of a lot of people like andrews from the the baltimore ravens hasn't been good lately has he no he hasn't at all yeah he used to be a top two top three tight end for a while <laughs> i know he, he's been sucking up he's one of the key guys sanders disappointed a lot of people this oh, week again two weeks in a row Fumbling. oh he's been bad yeah i know but you know, you know, it's funny. Um, I told people that maybe you want to focus on players that play in the domes or in the warmer weather. If you're like fifty-fifty on some stuff, you know, I mean, those cold winds and cold weather. A lot of underperforming players this week. Justin Fields is one of them. You know, there's just a lot of them. But. Some people asked me for some advice this week. That's what I gave them. I at least gave someone Taysom Hill for a tight end over uh, Fant. Fant was a massive bust, even though you would have thought he would have done well. He's kind of injured, I guess. But uh, Taysom Hill got a touchdown and some rushing yards and stuff like that, and so that counts. So that's good for good for that that, that piece of advice. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of 50, 50 questions. So it's, uh, it's tough. Um, Zach Wilson's been absolutely terrible. He completely bombed it for every single jets player. So that was another one, oh, you, yeah. you know, and when, when people ask Elijah Moore or people's Jones, you have to think about, you know, who's thrown to him, you know, Mike White's finally going to possibly be back this week. So. He's clear today actually to be back, so he will be back this week, actually. Exactly. So on that note, let's get back. Let's get into the key injuries. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fire away, Dave. All right. We got Dustin Fields after the game. He said he couldn't put full weight on his foot and aggravated a previous injured non-throwing shoulder uh, against the Bills. Uh, expects to be able to play in Week 17, but definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, Christian Watson, another disappointing guy. He was on fire for like five, six weeks. The last two weeks is kind of disappointed. Uh, he was playing well. He had six catches for 49 yards on eight targets in just the first half. Uh, he left with the hip injury, though. Uh, he said he'll be okay or all right in the long term, but we don't know what that means, if he's going to play this week or not. So uh, keep an eye on that situation. Uh, Henry, Hunter Henry collided with a teammate, Janu Smith, suffered a knee injury. I uh, could not return, so definitely keep an eye on that. And John, who got a concussion from that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two tight ends collided. That, that's just so like Matt Patricia, isn't it? You know? Oh, yeah. He probably yeah. drew up the play, so they so they run right into each other. <laughs> Alvin Kamara left the game with a knee injury. Uh, he's able to come back and play through it, which is a good sign. So he'll hopefully be, he'll probably be questionable for this week, but he should be able to play. Uh, it was nice to see him bounce back. He's actually been struggling through the playoffs. Uh, two weeks ago, he struggled for me. Uh, this week, he actually did well. Uh, he had over 70 yards and a touchdown this week. So uh, definitely one of your studs you can plug back in there, and hopefully he gets you helps you get to that championship. Uh, Greg Dortch, who actually had a big game this past week. He had 10 of 11 passes thrown his way for 98 yards. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, another guy that disappointed this week. One catch for four yards. I had him in three leagues. 
uh, did not do very well for me. This oh, week. another bust. Yeah. Me. I mean, who was thrown yes. to him? Big time bust. McSorley. That's why. <laughs> exactly. But the five guys who were actually winners this week, I just want to get into these guys quickly. Uh, five guys who won this week, who I think were winners this week, who definitely uh, were guys trending up. Garner Minshew uh, had a nice game for the Eagles. George Kittle, with the second week in a row, he had a big, big game. Two TDs again, two multi-TD games in a row. Cam Akers showing signs of coming around. 100 yards and a touchdown this past Man, week. screw him, dude. He completely screwed me over in my league, and I eventually dropped him. And then I'll, that, that was the weirdest story that's happened. It's like... He's pissed. All of a sudden, it seems like the Rams are giving up on him. He's requesting trades. He's being like uh, DFA'd for uh, yeah. for weeks, right? DFA'd, and then oh, he you, and, exactly and then you think that, that Daryl Henderson is the man now, and then he eventually gets cut. What the, what the hell happened to Daryl Henderson and the Rams? I never heard that story. I don't know. They they cut him. He was with a different team for a while, but I think he, I might even got cut from them now too. Actually, so. Uh, yeah, that was just the best. He had 23 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Second best rushing game of his career. <laughs> and that was for the playoffs. So, look what Higby Look what Higby did that game. Exactly 51 too. points. Yeah I, I, yeah, I had him in two leagues that was busting all year. Yeah, so another guy that was trending up, John Dotson, another player. Uh, definitely he's going to be rising up draft boards next year. We'll talk about him in our draft uh, edition in August. But he might be a top 180p next year so. Uh, definitely keep an eye on him and plug him in for next week. He's definitely on the rise. And TJ Hawkinson, he's been awesome those last two, three weeks. He helped me win one of my leagues this week to get to the championship. So definitely uh, another guy on the rise. And well, he's been a starter, I think, Hawkinson for yeah. a while now. He has, but he definitely has been blowing up these last two so weeks. So you pit, you're pivoting to guys that just did good from key injuries, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm just seeing some guys that are trending up right now that you, you've been starting these last couple of weeks that are just definitely trending up that you want to get in there uh, and that you're just looking forward for next year as well. Just kind of looking towards the next year too. Five losers this past week. Aaron Jones, like I said, he definitely disappointed. I had him in a couple of leagues. He only got me four points in a couple of leagues. Hopkins, like I talked about. Geno Smith disappointed this past week in the playoffs. Uh, J.K. Dobbins disappointed quite a bit. And Rashad White has kind of been a no-show with Leonard Fournette back. So those are some guys that disappointed this past week for several of the teams that were trying to fight for those playoffs. Well, Russell Wilson. I mean, you can't even Wilson, you, you can't yeah. even say his name because he's been disappointing no. so long. But I will say, exactly. I'll say that um, it's funny now. Now the Seattle's kind of stinking again. It's almost like, well, I think it was a mix between coaching and just uh, you know you know. Uh, Gino did really well and probably played past his capabilities, but uh, Pete Carroll just has not been drawing up good game plans against these teams and making stupid decisions, not kicking field no. goals and stuff. First half stuff, it's like, dude, you you're fourth and seven, and you got a field goal right there, and you go for it. You can get back in this game somewhat, and doesn't do that. But you know that's just what they have to deal with. I mean, we'll see what happens for next year, but yeah. Uh, that contract for Russell Wilson I was mentioning before, that is an ugly contract for the 10 Oh, and plus all, they gave up, all those draft picks they gave up to get him to, they, they, they just screw themselves. They shot themselves in the foot. Well, the they, maybe they get a good coach and can fix them. Yeah, because Russell Wilson has 10. When Russell Wilson ran the ball, that's when he opened up more passing lanes because the linebacker yeah. would get off their coverage and they would go charge them, just like they do Mahomes, and then tight end wide open. You know, that's. That's so how you do it. Get him out of pocket. You get roll him right or roll him left. Get him out of that pocket so he's not just sitting back there. I mean, one, one the first down yard marker was wide open with five yards ahead of him, and then he bombs it in the end zone for an interception by Ramsey. I'm like, 
what are you doing? You they had the first down. <laughs> it blew exactly. my mind. Just... Uh, two other two other key injuries to note. Uh bruised egos, bruised confidence, and just all around poor play. Taylor Heineke and Zach Wilson losing their jobs probably and losing their spots for their team possibly in Zach Wilson's case. They said he's not gonna probably bring them back next year. So uh two guys who are injured in different ways than physically. Well, Heineke sure proved to us that he's not a number one, but I will say that not, neither is freaking Carson Wentz. I mean, he had a yeah. nice little drive when they were in prevent D. Don't be fooled. He sucks, man. And so, no. that's, Carson Wentz is definitely not the answer. I still think Heineke's the better quarterback. Though, I still so. believe, yeah, I do too. Uh, Greg Dulcich was ruled out with a hammy too in that game, but. You know, Denver, it's hard to trust playing anybody there. And you didn't mention Tua, did you? Um, oh, yeah, Tua with the concussion. That was just announced today, yeah. Yeah, right. someone's going to be fired over there because oh, yeah. the, what the heck was he finishing that game if he was dazed? I mean, he threw those. The whole second half. He threw th- half yeah, he gave, he gave Green Bay some Christmas presents I mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, I, was, I was okay with that, though. But, yeah, he's probably seen three guys on the field in the whole second half. You probably didn't know what you're going to throw to you. How about Green Bay fans? You know, 37% now to make the playoffs. You got a shot, but Minnesota's going to come in there and <laughs> try to win their 12th one-score game this year. Oh, my God. Minnesota's <laughs> probably the worst 12-3 and three team that there is in the entire league. The worst I've ever seen, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's move. Um, well, you mentioned Christian Watson with the hip injury, right? Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, okay. I think we got them all. Uh Let's move to the waiver wire then. Uh, tight end Eric Saubert, I said for the Dulcich injury, could be a streamer this week or D- or a DFS type player. So thinking about him. Uh, wide receiver Romeo Dobbs for the Watson injury maybe. And Randall Cobb even, you know, he steps up a lot. I know he's like a second string guy, but Lazard, yeah, he hasn't been doing a lot either. So nah. Dobbs is definitely the guy you want there actually, yeah. If he's if he's yeah. not owning your league, definitely Dobbs is the guy you want. If he was dropped when he was injured, definitely go after him. Agreed. Uh t- t- Tyler Higby. I mean, Jesus, he guy he had I mean, like 40 points in a league last week. Uh only owning 65% of the leagues. I think now with the Baker Mayfield show, they're kind of running on uh some steam here. It's it's interesting. They got a good coach over there and yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more targets for Higby again. So think about him this week. Plus, you know, he plays in warm weather. So they're playing the Chargers this week, too. So that's a defense. Plus, they have no receivers there either with Cup out and then Van Jefferson. He's not a number one, really. And then Allen Robinson out, too. They really, yeah. they, they got to go to Higby now a little bit now. Yeah. And wide receiver Kendrick Bourne had nine targets, a TD, and two, 29 rushing yards. I kind of like him this week against a bad Miami defense. So think about that. Uh, tight end. Shane Zilstra from Detroit had three <laughs> touchdowns, Dave. That dude, Shane Zilstra, have we mentioned him before? No. Well, I'll tell you this. Detroit's been banged up, too, a little bit, and obviously they traded Hawkinson. Zilstra really stepped it up. Wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins had 11 targets and a TD for the Giants. He kind of came out of nowhere, too. Of course, the Giants were playing. I just really like, actually. He's, he's been their go-to guy the last two, three weeks. He was on the practice squad of the Bills earlier this year. So, definitely a guy I really like. I like the Hutchins one a lot. Yep. And uh, Greg Dortch, the torch. 11 targets, three rushes. Uh, he's getting a lot of rushes for the Cardinals. So, the Cardinals are kind of a lost team, though. So, tread tread lightly on that one. Dave, what about your, you for the waivers? I know you mentioned some, obviously. Yeah. And the backup for – I like the backup for – too low because if he doesn't play, we're going to definitely like Skylar Thompson. I was just double checking on that. 
Uh, I think he's going to be the guy. That isn't it? For, isn't it a, t- a Teddy B? It is, but they, Skylar Thompson started earlier this year, and, he, and Teddy B's been inactive for some games this year too. So I think it's going to be Skylar Thompson actually who's going to go with. But I don't know if they, with the playoffs on the line, they might go with Teddy B. So keep an eye on that situation actually. But uh, earlier in the year, that a few weeks ago, they had Skylar Thompson as the number two, and they were t- they were inactive uh, for Teddy B. So. Uh, we'll see who starts there, but Teddy B would be a good pickup. Whoever's starting there, you definitely want to pick up. Uh, John Dotson, I really like him this week. Uh, like I said, he's definitely trending up. He scored in the last couple games here. Uh, he still can be a high-end receiver with a lot of targets, even with Terry McLaren there, too. So definitely like him. Garner Minshew, only one in 40% of league still. He could be your, definitely your league winner. Uh, definitely pick him up. Uh, Hertz said he wants to play this week, but who knows if he does. I think Kurt sits. I don't think they play him. Then they get him totally healthy for the playoffs and just worry about that. Well, they do need had, one more win to clinch home field and everything. Obviously, they lose two in a row and the Vikings win two in a row or the uh, San Francisco. Cowboys. I don't know about the Cowboys. They, do they have the Cowboys? Very good, yeah. they're, they're one and one with the Cowboys. Um, yeah. I wish they would have won that game. They, the running backs blew it once again for the Eagles for the cover, but um teddy bridgewater is shown second on espn's depth chart it's just espn's i don't know and skylar thompson's third so just know that for now anything yeah, else? Like I, I had isaiah hodgkins too on my list i definitely like him like i said he's been really their daniel jones's go-to guy the last couple of weeks i really like him a lot uh drake london he, he's he's only 72 percent. he's a little bit higher but he's actually been coming on some guys might have dropped him in your league so he can be definitely a league winner with rider playing there now too uh, Ritter, Ritter playing there. He's, he's definitely a guy. He's been looking for London a lot, too. He got banged up a little bit in this last game, but uh, he's definitely a number one there, though, and he's been he's coming out lately this last couple of weeks as well. So he could help you win a championship if you need some of the fill in at wide receiver as well. Yeah, good call. I agree. Let's move on to non-starters trending up. You already mentioned some of them, too, that have been trending. Um, well, some of them were starters, too. But why don't you start with uh, non-starters trending up? Anything else you got? Yeah, like Jamison Williamson, uh, the rookie for the Lions against that poor Bears D. I like him. He's definitely trending up. Uh, DJ Shark, he had another good game this week, too. I like him this week, trending up against the Bears' poor defense. Just say uh, all Bro- of them versus the Bears, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got them all listed. I got them all listed. Amon Ron St. Brown, Jamal Williams. You know, I mean, you're going to get Jared Goff with like three or four TDs, right? <laughs> yeah. But Jared Goff is a borderline starter, though. Now he's having one of the great year at a quarterback. And then Ron Vaughn, you're already starting. So I like DJ Shark as uh, one guy that you're probably maybe borderline not starting. And I think Jameson Williamson, he's he's coming back from that knee injury. He's been playing well the last couple weeks. So definitely like him. Uh, well, let's, just say, let's just say you have, like, Josh Allen and you have Jared Goff. Who are you starting? Josh Allen's playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. Possible very cold weather. And he's been thrown to prone to throw picks or Jared Goff against the Bears. I am sorry, I'm picking Jared Goff over Josh Allen. I'm, I'm picking Goff too. That's what I ran into this week. I have Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. And I was debating on who to start this week. Uh, well, it sounds like a blessing of riches right there. Yeah, it's in Shooty's league, man. That's in our league that I'm in with you. So, but yeah, so I had to debate on who to start. Uh, I started Josh Allen, even though he's in the cold weather, he still did all right for me. Uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes was pretty comparable with his game too but they were still both playing in the cold but Josh Allen was more the colder weather game but still they ended up working out okay for me that, that Mahomes only scored like six more points but uh definitely I was debating that one for a while on that one uh Jaguars I like their matchup with the Texans Texans have been playing well lately 
Uh, they've been in the last three, four games they've played, and then they just beat the Titans and crushed their playoff hopes almost. So we'll see what Dallas does against the Titans. If they beat the Titans too, Jaguars, uh, I can't be happy, more than happy for them. Uh, I'm like Lawrence this week against the poor Texans D and Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. I like that. I like those guys against the Texans this week. Uh, uh, Patriots, I, I do like Kendra Bourne, like you were saying. You were mentioning him. Uh, I like Ramon Stevenson, too, uh, definitely against the poor Dolphins D. I like those matchups for them. Uh, Buccaneers, uh, Panthers give up quite a few points. They're, they don't have one of the better defenses. I like the Buccaneers this week. Mike Evans, he's got one of my bust of the year ones. He's, I have him in one of my leagues. He's just been horrible this entire year. I started this past week in the playoffs, and he just killed me. Uh, I do not like Mike Evans going forward, but still, I like some of the other I don't. Guys I, don't like Tam- I don't like Tampa at all. I think they're, they just lost another offensive lineman. Uh, Brady's going to be under pressure. The freaking Carolina's playing on fumes. They're, they're on fuel, I should say, not on fumes. Tampa's on oh, fumes. On lately, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been playing, you know, pedal to the metal. And now they have an opportunity to beat Tampa and maybe sneak into that NFC South spot. Tampa's got a hard schedule. I mean, what's really crazy is with the Saints' victory, everybody is still in it for the NFC South. Oh, yeah. All three of those teams are all in it. Yeah, that, the whole the, actually the whole division's in it because they're all around the same record. Yeah, I think every everyone but Atlanta <laughs> now. Atlanta finally fell off with that yeah. loss, but used to, but the Saints are still there, you know. And yeah, the Pan- yeah the, the Bucks really could have lost last week. I was hoping that oh that Shut overtime. Up. I kind of fell asleep during that game. All the good Christmas stuff, but uh, you know <laughs> it was. Uh, it was like an old man in a chair, my man. But uh, I, I, I mean, it was also boring as shit that game. But it, it was sixteen sixteen in overtime when I woke up and watched. I know it was a bad game. I like Brock Purdy this week against the Raiders. I like that matchup definitely for Brock, Brock Purdy, man. Mister Loveland has been balling. I like Brock Purdy this week. Uh, I do like Mike White this week against that poor Seahawks D. Uh, they're not stopping anybody. Uh, I'm liking Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and my boy Aaron Rodgers against that poor Vikings pass defense. I think they win this week. I don't think the Vikings are really that good. Uh, all those close games. I'm liking Baker Mayfield this week. Uh, Chargers just clinched their playoff spot tonight with that big win against Indy. So uh, they might rest some guys. I, don't, I think they still play some guys. But uh, I'm actually Rams, real worried about the Niners resting people too. Yeah, they could actually too. I mean, you know, and that's it's just so like. What do you do week 16 when you've already injured like two major quarterbacks and you're already in the playoffs? You won the division. The worst you can have is the four seed, you know, and it's not like you can make the one seed. The Eagles are going to win one of the last two games. You know, it's like, who cares if you're the three or four seed? You know, it's like uh, you're still going to get that first home game. And the only way you're going to get the second home game is if you're the number two seed. And the Vikings already have one less loss. If I'm the GM or the, or the, or the, you know, coach of that team, I'm probably going to you know, rest some guys, play some backups. I don't know. I, that's just what I would do, but I don't know what they're going to do. Chad, no, I agree. Chad. Yeah. They definitely got some guys banged up there and Debo's banged up still. He's still not going to be back this week. Probably uh, pretty. I think I still start him, but you got to be careful with him though, too, because you're down to your last starting quarterback pretty much. So yeah, like you said, you might rest some guys, you know, you, you don't know. Maybe Mr. McCaffrey, he's a little banged up still too. I'm sure he'll play, but he's still banged up. So yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. I, I, I would I, I would agree with resting a few guys for the 49ers. Even Dallas. Dallas is pretty much locked into the five, I think, spot now. So they don't really have that much to play for either. So that's kind of a game you got to watch, too, to see if they bent. They 
kind of start resting guys these next couple weeks as well. Uh, Bengals-Buffalo game. That's a tough game, man. Both those defenses have been playing well. Uh, I, get def- I don't like Joe Mixon in that game. Uh, Singletary had one of his best games this past week, but I'm definitely downgrading him as well. James Cook has been looking up. I like James Cook, actually, but uh, the Bengals have been playing really well. But they, Sam Hubbard injury really kills him on that D-line. So, uh, But, yeah, that, that's a tough matchup for both of those guys. had both good defenses, so I'm downgrading some of those players, actually. Oh, you're getting to bust. I got to do my uh, trending up here still. I, uh, okay. I, I have – here, here's some thing. Here's here's an interesting thing, Dave. Jacksonville's in another weird situation because they could beat the Texans and lose to the Titans and still not get in, especially with the Chargers win. Miami Chargers and Baltimore. There's your three wild card. They're not catching Baltimore. They do have the tiebreaker versus the Chargers, but I'm not sure if the Chargers lose again. And and the Chargers have an extra win ahead of them anyway. And Chargers are locked up a spot tonight. They they already made the playoffs already with tonight's win. So okay, well there you go. Um, uh, and so the Jaguars would have to um, hope for the Patriots uh, or the Dolphins to get knocked out, and they play each other. So one's getting knocked out, but that doesn't mean the other's going to get knocked out. You know, so but they, they take their division though. If they beat the Titans, they they win their division. Right, and so why would you try this week against the Texans? So I'm curious about that. It's like. If you beat the Texans and lose to the Titans, you can still completely be out of the playoffs, losing to the Miami or Patriots. Miami slash Patriots. Even the Jets are kind of in it. Miami slash Patriots for them. And then you have the, uh, obviously, the Chargers that just clinched. So, and the Ravens are already in. So, you have a very uphill battle. (laughs) Yeah. I'm cheering for the Jaguars. I hope they. I hope they beat the Titans, and I hope they beat the Texans. I, I think, but really I, I think Jermichael Hasty might be big. Is what I'm trying to say for the Jaguars, and okay. I, because I think they're going to try to not give Etn as much carries this week, and I think Jermichael Hasty gets a ton of them. I, I think that they're going to try to coast through the Texans, and it's okay if they lose this game because the real game they need to win is the following week. So now they probably there is a chance they beat the. Texans and lose to the Titans still get in the playoffs, but they need a lot of stuff to happen for that. And so I don't know. Well, the Titans lose against the Cowboys this week, too. You got that's a tough matchup for well, the Titans. Well, we are we are so so they're ten point dogs. If uh that's not gonna happen. <laughs> the Titans are not having Tannehill. I mean, let's just face it. Uh, you know, they they have to be looking at that. Now, if that happens, they have to beat the Texans. But just think about that. If obviously the Titans lose, they don't necessarily need to win this week. So I'm thinking Joe Michael Hasty is going to be a big player um, for them this week. So I put him as a non-starter training up. J.K. Dobbins versus the Steelers is big. Cam Akers, oh, like I mentioned earlier, he he's got a great matchup against the Chargers too. Oh yeah. Uh, David Montgomery versus the Lions, I think, and and well, and Justin Fields versus the Lions is good too. They're kind of in a revenge mode. The Bear, the Bears are going to want to play spoiler and kick the Lions out of the playoffs. You know that. Uh, oh, yeah. Shane Zilstra, <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> he, he, he's going to be playing against I think the Bears. The wonder, actually, I, think I don't know. He's playing the Bears, man. I, I think. I think he. <laughs> here's the thing. If I have, I mean, it, I would be desperate to use him, but I'm just saying. Uh, it, 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 I'll tell you this: if you want to cock box somebody, it, it wouldn't suck to pick him up to block the other team that doesn't have a tight end. Imagine if someone else picks him up, uses him against you, and he gets two touchdowns in 100 yeah, yards. He's a one-week wonder. I don't all think right, all right. Mike White, big big versus Steelers. I agree with that. Jamal Williams with the Bears. All the Lions, pretty much. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, 
versus the Vikings, I think, is going to be big, but not too many cold-weather ones. I also like K.J. Osborne a little bit for the Packers because he should be not getting Jari Alexander against him. He should be getting the easier corner. But, you know, yeah, yeah. And so I just think that, uh, you know, try try to go towards warmer weather players. Bus, Kirk Cousins versus the Packers. Now, I think this could be a low-scoring game. I'm a little worried about him. This is a big spot for the Packers. They're going to be really hyped up. The Packers are trying to win. The Packers have a revenge spot. Playing at Lambeau? The Vikings are due for a stinker. I did like them at plus four. It's down to plus three, and I do like them at plus three still because they win one-score games, and my numbers say to bet it. It's because the Packers have been bad. But it wouldn't shock me if this is like a 13-10, 17-14 type game. It wouldn't shock me if Cousins doesn't blow up. So just keep that in mind. Uh, quarterback Geno Smith versus the Jets is going to be rough, I think. Uh, I can't trust him no more. Derrick Henry versus the Cowboys, Dave. I don't like Derrick Henry versus the Cowboys either this week. Wow. Yeah, he could lose your fantasy game for you, especially when all you have to do is stack the box now. It's like, are you really afraid of Willis's arm? No. No. He's got no one to throw it to either. Uh, Miles Sanders versus the Saints. He's been busting your – if you you made it this far with Miles Sanders, God bless you because he's been screwing everybody over in fantasy this this couple weeks. Even Josh Jacobs has kind of cooled off, and now he's got a tough matchup against the Niners. That's a terrible draw. For your yeah. fantasy championship week, Cream Hunt versus Washington's not looking good. Neither is Nick Chubb versus Washington. Those are my bust, Dave. Do you have any more bust for us? No, I definitely agree with you. A lot, I have a lot of the same ones as you, Henry. I definitely don't like that matchup. Willis, I'm not starting him at all. He's definitely not a non starter. Uh, like you said, I don't like some of those other ones too. Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, don't like either one of them against those tough defenses. Uh, Deontay Foreman, I think he struggles a little bit against the Buccaneers. He had a big game this past week. The Buccaneers actually do have a good run defense. Uh, I look for him to struggle a little bit this week, too, as well. Uh, I do not like Geno Smith. I think it's a tough Jets D. Uh, they have that nice front line, too, that they played tough against. Vikings, I think Cousins, Cousins never really plays well against the Packers, actually. He always th- seems to struggle against us for some reason. Uh, I think Jefferson still has a good game, but uh, I, I think struggles. I think Cousins does struggle a little bit, like you said, in this game. Uh I do like Dobbins, like you said, but I think, like you said, I was talking about this briefly at the end of my my people trending up. I, my bust this week, definitely the Bills and Bengals games. Those are two tough defenses. Uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Cincinnati, but that, that could be a game, too, that you got to keep an eye on the weather, though, too. And that, that, that could be a lower-scoring game, too, kind of like the Packers-Vikings game, like you were saying. Uh, two good defenses playing against each other. Uh, both two, both good quarterbacks, Burrow and Allen, have been on fire these last couple weeks, though, so it's kind of hard to judge that game. That's a game I'm staying away from, kind of, but... If, if you got to plug in those starters like you normally do, you're definitely plugging them in. you got to definitely start them, but uh, they're definitely trending down a little bit in that game as well. You know what also sucks? The Falcons and the Cardinals are in a dome, and their players suck now because it was McSorley oh, yeah. or Cole McCoy. It's like you can't even trust your Andre Hopkins, really. And uh, it's in a dome, so it sounds good, but just bad players on both sides. Desmond Ritter, we got a rookie there. And then the Lions-Bears is probably the best one that you got. It, That's a juicy it, matchup for fantasy. Yeah, definitely. It's too bad defense is scoring. And the other dome one, or two more domes, Las Vegas versus San Francisco. Uh, who wants to play guys against San Francisco's D? It's no just, one. <laughs> They're yeah, on fire. Yeah, it, I, I can see Devontae Adams scoring a bit, but geez, man, that's a that's a tough one. It's great for San Fran, though. George Kittle should have a monster game. And, you know, he's not a non-starter training up. He's a starter, so just know that. 
you know. Yeah. Um, and then you got uh, <clears throat> L.A. versus L.A., you know, and so the Chargers versus the Rams. I, I think that's going to be a fun one. That's the only other one I guess you can start. Now that the Rams are kind of making some noise, try to find some nuggets with those teams. But the rest of them, lots of cold weather, lots of rain. Uh, it's supposed to be rainy in Baltimore, rainy in Washington, rainy in Philly. Borderline snow, too, in some of those places, yeah. yeah. And I think Mayfield's trending up, too. He's a guy that I forgot to mention before. Mayfield's definitely trending up and Akers. Those, both those guys. And Chargers don't have that great of a D, so they're definitely trending. And then Chargers just clinched the playoff spot, too. So who knows about that game, too. Baker, Baker's been playing well. Now that he's got a good coach and he's on a better team, he's I been looking up. I love it. I was going to write him down. And I forgot. That should be my nasty sleepers, Baker. <laughs> Why not? But all right, well, you go with him as your nasty sleeper. That was next, actually, on our list. You know, I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't think he's a starter for everybody, but I think uh, the fact that his brother Equimus St. Brown plays for the Bears, he's going to have a monster game at home against the Bears. So I, I think he is my nasty sleeper, Dave. That's pretty funny because Jared Goff is my nasty sleeper of the week. But he's not a sleeper no more, you said. <laughs> I know, but he's definitely my the guy that's going to win it for you, though, this week. That's a juicy match, like we said, and they're playing in the Dome. So uh, he's, he's my sleeper of the week, man. I know most people should be starting him right now, but some people probably aren't. And I'm going with him as my D-nasty sleeper. Well, there you go. You totally agree with my point then. So love it, Dave. Well, hey, man, that's the end of our show. Uh, it's been great. Thanks so much for coming on every Monday. And uh, breaking down fantasy football once again. And uh, we might do a little fantasy baseball in uh, early March or something like that. Maybe, maybe we'll just – I know not a lot of people play fantasy baseball, but maybe we can get a few moments to bring you on and uh, do a quick uh, sleeper draft. Yeah, I love it, actually. And, yeah, if, and if we want to do that, actually, look for us back in August again uh, for our player drafts and our pre-rankings and stuff, what we do every August, too. So that's always a good time as well. Awesome. Well, great stuff. Thanks, everyone, for watching this show. If you have any questions for fantasy, please tweet us at The Odds Breakers. Have a great rest of your week, and go get some winners.